family hates me. Then maybe you should ask Santa for a new family. I don't want a new family. I don't want any family. Families suck. Just stay up there. I don't want to see you again for the rest of the night. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. No, I wouldn't. Then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. I hope I never see any jerks again. Have you ever in your life said anything like that to your mom? No, never. <laughs> I've never said that. I don't care how mad the, you are. The audacity. He he, he kind of deserved what he got, didn't he? Yeah. A little bit. I, yeah. I feel like he should have gotten jacked up by, by Marvin Harry, right? <laughs> like, little kid thinks he can run the world here, and he's sitting here home alone like a scared little kid, right? Like, oh, I'm going to be a tough guy. Watch some tough guy movies. Get scared. Going to be a tough guy in the basement. Get scared yep. by the furnace. Going to be a tough guy... You know, get jacked up by some two uh, two robbers here. Yeah, I guess that's a lesson, right? Just be careful what you wish for. I mean, I would. I mean, I feel like my sister probably said this stuff to my mom, but I don't think <laughs> I ever said these things. I don't know. I didn't want to be home alone. I wanted to be left alone. I didn't want to be home alone. Yeah. And if you're home alone, it's like yeah. not forever, right? Yeah. Just leave me alone, right? Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah, just leave me alone. Not not go away. Yeah. There's a difference, right? <laughs> go away forever. <laughs> Just go away for now. I'll see you at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Not, not go away forever. Man, well, we've been away for two weeks, but we're back, and it's episode 121. Mm. Fun fact for you all, this is the eight-year anniversary oh. of the first movie in this series. December 22nd, 2014. Feels like a generation ago, Bad Way. Yeah, we uh, released our uh, fourth episode ever of the Last Row Podcast, and we did Home Alone 2. We did Home Alone 2 first because back then we didn't do good movies, I guess. It's <laughs> not to bash we, Home Alone 2. Oh, well, we got, we got I think, bashed for not bash for bashing it? I don't know. We, I got, think bashed, people, we got bashed for bashing it. People yeah, we did, but we, we didn't bash it. stance on it. I don't think we did. It's just, a matter, it's just a matter of fact that Home Alone 1 is probably superior. It's, it's, superior. it's an original. It's original. Not that Home Alone 2 was a bad movie, but it was received poorly. Yeah, Home Alone 2 is the Ghostbusters 2 of it. Exactly. Like it's, still, it's, a, it's a more bombastic, it's a more fun movie, and it, it's a yeah. great movie, but I, I think the first one's a classic. Yeah, and I kind of, I don't know, sometimes I prefer Home Alone 2 to Home Alone 1. Same. It's just the uh, facts are facts, and the first one's better. If you're looking for the first episode, check our website out, lastrowpodcast.com. We'll put an episode in the in the show notes, too. And if you're new to the show or you're just looking for us on social media, you can check us out on Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook.com. We're also on Instagram. And if you are enjoying the show, hit subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser. And if you're enjoying the show, like I said, just please consider leaving us a five-star review. We got a new review uh, this, past, this past week. So thanks to everyone that left one Oops. so far. And, and uh, hope we get a couple more here. Yeah. You know how they say, don't, you can't vote twice. Don't vote twice. It's illegal. You should vote twice for our podcast. <laughs> Leave multiple Please. reviews of the five-star variety. Home Alone, November 16th, 1990. Drew, did you see this movie in the theater? Do you remember? I remember seeing this on video, I believe. I don't think uh, I saw yeah. this in the theater. Yeah, this is a total rental. I remember the night I watched this movie. It was a double feature, I believe. 
it was this and it was I believe Robin Hood Men Tights. We watched uh, it. We watched it back to back. Great yeah. movie. We should yes. do that one at some yes. point. That's yes. a good movie. I remember the night. It was pizza and it was this movie and it was Men in Tights. With, <laughs> with a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes. Yeah, just right. And it's, it's about right. Get to the traps a little earlier, I think, maybe. Yeah, shave 10 minutes out of It's fine. Comedy, family, <laughs> Christmas movie directed by Christopher Columbus, who sailed the ocean blue. Do you do you think he in particular goes by Chris because he doesn't want to be like yeah. tied up with Christopher? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to be like, oh, you like the like the guy? Like, yeah, who wants to who wants that? <laughs> Who's you know, that nobody, guy? Yeah, nobody wants that. Didn't he do another we you always ask me about the director. We've done Chris Columbus movies. I I think we did well, we obviously did Home Alone too, but didn't yes. we do other movies of his too? Uh, well, you know, I don't think so. I mean, he did Ms. Doubtfire, which we didn't do. Oh, man. He did, um, he did, he did a couple Harry Potters, I think. He did Rent. I mean, I'm just talking strictly director. Yeah, as a director, right? Yeah, no. So his directing, uh, you know, uh, filmography is, is not super high. It's, it's kind of, you know, more of a, the, he's, Big on the productions, producer productions. Man, dude, <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting and yeah. Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial, Bicentennial Man, yeah. Man is a secret tearjerker. Let me tell yeah. you about that. Yeah. Shed, you shed a tear on that one. Speaking of tearjerkers, I'm going to jump right to this because uh, we're going to be all over the place this episode. Yeah, we are. I've seen this movie, I don't know, 50 times? Who knows? Who the hell knows anymore, right? In the 30 years this movie's been out, 32 years. At the church scene where he's talking to the old man, and the old man's talking about yeah. being estranged from his son just because he won't pick up the phone, right? I started to get a little emotional. You gotcha. You gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if you felt that way, but I, I did. Ser- I, but, but I've seen this movie so many times, especially as an adult. Only now, I was like, man, that's really sad. Because you, <laughs> I think you can relate to it. And it's kind of funny because yeah. just like that scene, like even the whole leaving of the parents, like I've gone back and forth on which side I'm on, whether the kid or the parents, but even yeah. that one, it's like, I can understand what did he say? What did he say yeah. to his son that, that yeah. he hurt his feelings? What was like, the fight what did about? He say? What was because, it about? Yeah. Just because maybe it's just yeah, a year older as, as we lose people in our lives and you realize that the time is not, you know, as, as, uh, as, as large as we want it to be, that it's, it's, it's like real, it's such a real, and people do that. They just like cut themselves off from each yep. other. Just, for silly arguments that happens and you just have a decade long grudge just because either, neither side wants to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just got a little sad about it. I don't know. You should, you should call your son. Yeah. I should <laughs> you call my should son. call him. Yeah. <laughs> call I him that way. <laughs> yeah. But what if, but what if he doesn't want to talk to me? There you go. <laughs> that's such a, that's such a dumb excuse. <laughs> what if he doesn't want to talk to me? <laughs> he was, he was creeping on his granddaughter yeah. in the church instead. Like, what are you in middle school and you're afraid to ask the girl out because you're afraid she'll say no? Like, what is this? This is your well, son. And question for you. Uh, again, here we are. We're already all over the place. But yeah. him, him being in the church with his granddaughter, is he sneaking in after the dad drops her off? And then is he sneaking out? Like, and, how and, and, do and you I'll there? T- and I'll tell you what, it's a violation if so. If he's right, if he's if he's eaves uh, eavesdropping, I don't know, watching, creeping, uh, spend like doing this time with the granddaughter behind the dad's back without his yeah. permission. That's that's kind of a violation. Yeah, not cool. Not cool at all. So uh, he's sneaking a peek, and it's not cool. <laughs> but anyways, this is uh, the episode of Home Alone. I'm taking I, a IMDb, here. IMDb seven point seven out of ten. Too low. Probably too low. Should be 
what is this like a solid nine? It, this is a nine, one, right? This is a nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, sixty six percent. Way too low. What the Way hell? Way too low. 80, 86 plus it should be at least 80, 80, 88 plus. Metacritic, sixty three percent. Too low. Too Come low. Ninety three percent for Metacritic should be. Letterbox three point eight out of five. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, actually. Pretty good. I thought it would be Dude, be lower. This is the highest number of votes I've ever seen. Five hundred thirty-four thousand plus. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of people voting on uh, on this Home Alone situation here. Too low. Too low. So, not enough. So you're sitting here listening to this podcast, and you go, "I've never seen Home Alone. What's, what, <laughs> what's that about?" So Home Alone is about when a bratty eight-year-old Kevin McAllister, played by the lovable Macaulay Culkin, is he lovable? We'll find no. out. Acts out the night before a family trip to Paris. Is this the first night he's acted out, Drew? Hell no. Probably not. Not, not with the history of, yeah. of violence like he's been doing here. Knocking it's over just, milk. A history of violence. <laughs> his <laughs> his mother guy. makes him sleep in the attic, which is not, is not as bad as it seems. I mean, it's, that it's attic furnished. was kind of sweet. It's furnished. It's fine. She should have put him in that crib. Then, he, then yeah. that's a punishment. Yeah. Make him sleep in the basement. After the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, he awakens to an empty house and assumes his wish to have no family has come true. Yes. But his excitement sours when he realizes that two con men, they are con men, by the way. They're crooks. They're con men. Petty criminals. Petty criminals. Neighborhood crooks. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern plan to rob the McAllister's residence and that he alone must protect this house. <laughs> Rated R. <laughs> He didn't need to do it alone. Like, and no, he did, but tough guy. You know what? This tough guy, just like he was tough to his mom, he's a tough guy to the, to, to Marv and Harry, and yeah. probably should have gotten jacked up and had his fingers bought bit off. In my now, opinion, uh, now I just thought of this. Uh, this isn't part of our notes, and uh, again, we're going off the rails here right away. I just thought of this. <laughs> he wished for them to disappear, right? Yeah. And then the the storm came, the windstorm or whatever, and knocked yes. out the power. Did you get the magical. feeling? Was it like was was there supernatural elements involved? I never thought of this before, but maybe this is obvious to other people. What do you think? They they certainly made it seem as if it was supernatural. Like yeah. hey, there was something that happened. The phone lines are out, you know, and that caused the the, the problem because there, the phone lines being out was a thing that I watched this movie a million times, and I guess I never really paid attention to that part and I'm kind of like man why didn't they just call him yeah. it's obviously a major plot point that I sure. sometimes I just gloss over sure but I do think that it was somewhat supernatural in it's, some way it's funny because like I never considered that because like it's such a practical thing of like oh the power goes out you oversleep and now you're rushing to the airport it's like a classic it's a classic comedy uh, folly but I don't know just something about it. it's like maybe maybe the world works in mysterious ways sometimes Drew <laughs> <That's yeah>. a- <laughs> I don't know Oh, man. Well, let's see if these taglines are any good. Well, be the judge here. Okay, okay. ready? Home yep. Alone. Colon. Holy cow. That's, that's it? Makes no sense. Did he even say that in the movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, home Alone. Bring home the laughter this holiday season. See, I like the taglines that like are like for the VHS. I'm yeah, that's that. the one that you would hear in yeah. the VHS commercial on yeah. another movie for, yeah. for whatever this is. Um, home Alone. When, Kev- when Kevin's family left for vacation, they forgot one minor detail, colon, Kevin. Oh. But don't worry, he cooks, he cleans, he kicks some butt. That's fine. I mean, we could have done without the whole plot synopsis there. He, he, he cooks, he cleans, he kicks some butt. That's good. Comment. Too long, too long. Too long, too long. There you go. This is the winner in my book. A family comedy without the family. 
That's that's all. I'll allow it. That's fine. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. I like it. So budget for this thing, it was kind of a little bit of a surprise hit here. Bad way. Sure. Eighteen million dollar budget. Four hundred seventy six point six million estimated cumulative worldwide gross. Wow, that's a I, lot of money, man. It's a lot for the nineties or like nineteen ninety or whatever this was nineteen ninety one. This came out of nowhere too. I I remember talking to a friend here and they were saying that I believe Siskel and Ebert. I think it was Ken, one of our friends, Ken. I th- I'm pretty sure he said that two thumbs down, and they came out Ooh. and said this movie sucks. Don't watch it. And then they kind of went back on their own and and. And you know, basically said, "Oh, I, I don't know." They did. I think they owned it. But well, who, who the f are they? That's I guess that's saying. why it has a sixty-six on on a Rotten Tomatoes, right? Maybe Cisco and Ebert yeah. weigh a lot there. But it, it did really well critically because of with the awards. I'm not even going to go through them, but there's a mm. ton of awards. John of Williams awards. did the score for this thing. It's got all kinds of awards. Uh, I think even was a Kids' Choice Award in 1991, Best Film. It didn't even have anybody it was up against, but it's not even worth going through the the awards. It's just too many, and obviously this is an award-winning movie because it's a really good movie. Sure, of course. But you mentioned this thing, and I think maybe we can start by saying, let's talk about maybe the phases of this thing and talk about how it went down. So there's obviously this part, you heard him talking about he hates his family and all this other stuff. Before he's home alone, there's a lot of stuff that that leads to him being left behind. But I think we need to talk about Kevin McAllister himself. What do you think of him? Is he actually a jerk? And does he deserve the the way that his family is is treating him? Yeah, right? Kind of does. Like, aside from, like, everyone, it's not just Kevin. I feel like his whole family sucks, right? Yeah, they're all annoying. All of yeah. them. Yeah, and, and he's especially like rotten. And maybe that's from he's the youngest one. That's and he's growing up in the house of like rottenness. So the youngest one tends to be the most awful because that's where we learned everything from, right? And he wants the attention too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he learned these bad behaviors from his what four siblings. So he has two brothers and two sisters. He's the youngest. I think he's eight years old, they said. He is. He's got, you know, four, I believe, cousins that are also in the house here with them. And they're all hanging out. His uncle sucks. We talked about Uncle Frank at length. We'll talk about him in a second. But I just, I question, was it okay for everyone to just dump all over him? And the parents are just letting this happen. Like, they don't step in at all. So it's like the kids suck. They're all mean to each other. And the parents are not mean, but they're sarcastic. Yes. They're kind of like, oh, like they don't, eh, whatever, you know, kids are going to be kids or like he'll, they'll make fun of the kids' problems. You know what I mean? They're like too cool. They're too cool. Right? Yeah. So it just, it leads to just a house of raising a bunch of douches, right? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I mean, they, they, they hurl, they hurl insults at him. I mean, do you have quotes of like some of the stuff that they, they called him? Because it's pretty extreme yeah. for a, is this PG? I believe it's PG. It's PG. Right? It's PG. Yeah. But they, it's pretty extreme for a PG movie calling this kid some of the stuff they say. You're a disease. Les incompetents. They got to bust out the yeah. French. Flemwad. We, we got a flemwad thrown out there. Would you rather be called a scumbag or a flemwad? You know, flemwad, at least that's creative, right? <laughs> I'd be, a little, I'd be a, a little bit better with flemwad, but. And then Uncle Frank, you know, after the spill of the century, Drew, the spill of the century. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. What would you do if your brother started calling your kid a little jerk? 
Uh, dude, so I, t- I take issue with what Frank does here. And I would never say that to someone else's kid in my family. Look, you can think someone's a little jerk, and you can, unless they're filming you in the shower like they did in number two, maybe yeah. that warrants a look what you did, you little jerk, or get mm-hmm. the hell out of here, you creep. Yeah. He spilled milk. That's all he did. <laughs> It's like it's like the old is it a proverb? As well, it's as though you cried over spilled milk. It's like you know the old saying. It's like it's literally all he did was spill some milk, tackling his brother because his brother was being an asshole. And and then you had Peter McAllister like dumps a two liter in reaction to the like so, yeah. he didn't do anything. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Break up a fight between an eight year old and a sixteen year old? Like you would have pretty much trust that the 16 year old is not going to demolish his little brother. Like he'll just push him off him. Right. You don't That's, have to go. You don't have to go break that up. Yo, if Buzz was your brother, you'd be doing that too. Like Buzz is, we'll talk about him in a second, but man, what a, he's the worst. Like, it's not like Buzz is going to punch Kevin in the face though. No. Right. They're, he's twice his age and twice Listen, as three times the size. They asked for it when they had a hundred people in this house eating yeah. pizza night before they're going to, to, to France this place was chaos, and it's not Kevin's fault. I'm yeah. I'm gonna take his side in this one. He spilled yeah. some milk. Yeah, yeah. The incident wasn't his fault the necessarily, wasn't his fault. even though he did start it. But it's like he was antagonized. But the fact that he, you know, from the jump called his mom a dummy. Okay, that's messed up. Told his mom to make him get out of the room. It's like this <laughs> right, is just this is everyday Kevin McAllister here, right? He was asking for attention, though, and you could tell because she was on the yeah. phone completely ignoring him, and I felt like he was trying to get a rise out of her, like, let Look, me see if I can get her attention by saying okay. progressively worse stuff. Okay, now, if you watch this through kid eyes, that might have some logic and reason to it. Yeah. But as I've grown older, like, I've, like, you start to realize that your parents are real people, just like you're yes. a real person to your six-year-old daughter at this time, if you're listening in 2022. <laughs> so, as, as a kid, it's like, the person on the other end of that phone is of no consequence, right? Your right. mom having that conversation is of zero consequence because what you're going to have to ask your parent right then and there is the most important thing. But meanwhile, you know, she might be having a very important call or maybe she's touching up with a friend that she hasn't heard from in years. You know, she's allowed to have a life. She's allowed. Not to him. Not, not to, to him. him. Not, not, to, not to an eight-year-old. Mom, Uncle Frank won't let me watch this movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's probably good reason. There's probably murdering in it and filthy <laughs> angels and wings and stuff. I don't know. I, we need to talk about Uncle Frank here for a second because you mentioned earlier, he said, look what you did, you little jerk. So he he clearly feels comfortable enough with, with Peter McAllister to to discipline his nephew yeah. in the in that moment. And I'm saying that was uncalled for. I don't care how mad you are. You let you, Unless he's annoyed with Peter because he's like, look, this kid, this kid is a little jerk. Peter, you're not doing anything with this guy. You're letting him do whatever. You're letting him spill milk everywhere. And now we're going to ruin the trip. But I also feel like Frank is insufferable himself. And I want to ask you, if you listen to our show before and you've listened to episode four when we did Home Alone 2, we were pretty sympathetic towards Frank. He was getting talk boy, you know, taped in the shower. He was getting antagonized. He was like getting sex crimed pretty much. Right. Reverse sex crimed. And, you know, he, he was... He was kind of a cheapskate, Uncle Frank. We we, we took him to task for oh. that. We did. And, and we exposed him a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But he's a jerk in this, dude, isn't he? He's a little meaner than this one, I feel. Yeah. Uh, less deserving. Kevin's less deserving of the wrath of Frank. That's for sure. But I don't know. I, I go back to, you know, I was, you know, your brother's a very sweet, sweet, sweet man, right? <laughs> if you're listening right and, now, he's buttering you, you up. And you're a very sweet man. 
would you rather like say like there's chaos, you know, going on between, you know, cousins, right? In your yeah. house, right? Say it's Christmas Day, there's like there's chaos, there's fights going on, right? And your brother disciplined your daughter right in front of you and, and in front of her. Would and you the whole family? And the whole family. Would you rather him shout it out then and there? Or would you rather like a couple hours later have him pull you aside and say, listen, your daughter's a little wild. You gotta rate it in a little bit. What are you doing as a parent? Like, what's worse? What's worse right now, Derek? They're no, both I, bad, but what's worse? I would much rather have pull me aside. Yeah. And not to mention, it's in my damn house. Yeah, but like, but the pull aside thing means like he's been stewing on it. He's like, but I'd she's rather a little, she's a little she's a little wild there. You gotta rate it in, you know. I would have, rather, have it be more like have it be more like little Johnny here. <laughs> but wouldn't you what would you rather have i would rather have the pull aside but the thing is if it was in his house okay you know what look, oh, what, you yeah. did, look what you did yeah. you little jerk yeah. <laughs> what you did, i don't know jerk. i don't think that's fair though my house my discipline because does that give you the right to discipline his kids in your no, house it's about no but it's about embarrassing <laughs> you in front of your family in your own house that's what it's about yeah. it's not about the discipline itself it's about yeah. the embarrassment of but but you know what maybe peter McAllister deserved it because it's it's one of those things of like Uncle Frank's shit doesn't stink. No, his yeah. shit stinks too because yeah, he's, yeah. he's a scumbag himself. He is a cheapskate and a scumbag. <laughs> and also, I, I I get the feeling that he's a scumbag. <laughs> he is. He is. I get the feeling that this is not our first go around between Kevin ruining things yes. and stuff. So it's like it's the same thing about number two, where it's like you're a little more sympathetic to Uncle Frank in the second one because it's the whole shower business. Like Kevin's just constantly antagonizing, right? So Fair enough. If this if this is like a, a, a an ongoing crime of Kevin just just starting trouble, maybe maybe Uncle Frank's had enough. It's, it's the last straw, right? It's just odd that like nobody says anything and then everyone just starts dumping on him. Yeah, it's the pile on. It's, it's not it's not it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. I feel like as the parent of the kid that's getting dumped on, you gotta be like, all right, hold on here. And then you pull the kid aside, right? You don't yeah let them get emotionally abused in the situation. Like even yeah. if he is being a jerk and he was being a little jerk, but he spilled some milk. Come on, let's yeah. be real here. He didn't burn the goddamn house down. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I would argue that Peter McAllister dumping the Pepsi on the whole table <laughs> is worse. worse. Cause worse. he ruined the pizza. <laughs> yeah. He wrote the pizza. And that's perfectly good. Pepsi. It's like, that's the milk. <laughs> screw it. Like, and, and just, I urge you go back and watch this scene. He he literally dumps, <laughs> he dumps the Pepsi, the Pepsi. <laughs> to get the milk, like and everyone, and then they throw the rags away. Is that how much yeah. how how rich these yeah. people are? They just throw the rag away when they're done with it. I mean, I guess it's a milk rag. You you don't want to you, you milk and a rag. You gonna go that's, wash I mean, that? That's I guess? not the it's not the it's not the worst kind of rag. You, you can be you can be dumping. But <laughs> so are you so are you like questioning the acting chops of John Hurd? Like, do you think like it's a bad acting job of him spilling that Pepsi? <laughs> or, or, or do you place that directly on the character? No, I think I think it's John Hurd. <laughs> I, think, I think it was a bad acting job, but John Hurd. Can we get just, somebody better here? Just unnaturally dumping the Pepsi on the pizza because he's like, like trying to get up and break up a fight. He literally like <laughs> dumps it over. Like imagine if somebody said, "Hey, I have a bottle of Pepsi. I'm going to spill it all over this yeah. pizza right now." Yeah, that's what he did. It's as, as, as if the, it. it's as if the pizza was a pitcher and he was purposefully pouring. Yeah. He was like he poured it. He didn't dump. <laughs> he didn't spill it. He poured it. You can't see me right now, but I'm open. <laughs> I'm like literally holding a, a uh, bottle and I'm dumping it on something right now. That's what he did. And I poor, like John Hurd. I think he's a good actor. Poor John so, Hurd. He didn't deserve this. But anyway. He didn't also, deserve this bashing. The triumphant return of John Hurd fighting against Josh Baskin himself. Yeah. 
slap a little seaweed on it, and he's back Ooh. from Big, one of our old episodes. But anyway, yes, yes, let's yes. talk about Buzz here because you mentioned the fight. Like, what is this whole fight about? Like, it started over what? It's it's a very kid argument. So Kevin only likes cheese pizza, and Buzz ate it all and was antagonizing him about it. Right. So is that a justifiable fight in the eyes of an eight year old? In the eyes of an eight year old, yes, because to him. The real question is, okay, so they got what, 10 pizzas, I think? There was like a stack. 10 pizzas, yeah. If they ran out of cheese pizza, how many weird toppings did they get on this crap? I'm going to tell you right now. I guarantee you that Uncle Frank ordered that pizza. Do you think so? And he probably got one plane and then nine other toppings. Because, hey, I'm not paying for it. Let's get the toppings. But when you, (laughs) that's true, that's true. He wasn't paying for it. And but he's probably toppings, got anchovies and olives and other all that crap. I can do olives, but when you start adding like anchovies on stuff, like I like olives on pizza, but I mean, come yeah. on, man. Like, but think about it. Most of the time you get cheese pizza because that's what everybody likes. Right. And it was odd to me that they were out of cheese pizza. I saw one that looked like a Supreme when they showed that. Maybe there was a yeah. little sausage on there. Maybe it was some peppers, maybe some onions. Yeah. So- I mean, uh, but that's that's Uncle Frank. He's going to get exotic stuff because he's not thinking of, for the kids. There's 11 kids in the house. That's true. He's out there getting exotic flavors and probably one cheese pizza. You're right. He did right? not pay. So he, he didn't pay and he didn't think because he's a think for yourself. Or he's a very selfish person. <laughs> he really was. In the eyes of an eight-year-old, it really was justified because it, you look, pizza's awesome, right? Everybody loves yeah. pizza. I don't know many people that don't like pizza. And if you have eight, 10 pies here, everyone's eating pizza and you basically can't have any. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And, 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 and you can't, you can pick off like pepperoni, but you can't pick off like peppers and onions and salsa and you know, all that shit. It gets baked into it. Right. And, and, and I'm going to defend Kevin here is like, I probably didn't eat. I probably ate cheese pizza until I was 27 years old. Let's be honest. Like I didn't start eating topics on my pizza until I was in my twenties. I always wanted the cheese. F the pepperoni. I didn't like pepperoni. I still kind of don't like pepperoni. What is pepperoni? It's shitty meat. It's <laughs> processed meat. meat. <laughs> it's shitty meat. If we're going to get meat on a PC, you get sausage. Maybe that's a hot take. No, the pepperoni ain't pepperoni. that hot. Pepperoni's, Pepperoni's not that great. great. Oh, like, man. Who made that the, the topic of, the of choice? Who hot made take that? of the century. Oh. I, I know. And I know. I, I know I'm in the minority. I'm not trying to like convince people that pepperoni sucks. But I just want to know like who, who started it. Is it just because it's like. so good. Is it just because it's rounded flat and it looks good on a pizza? It's because it. You know, I'm, I'm going to pull a Sandy Lyle here and you get extra grease on the pizza and you've okay. got to dump the grease yeah. on and the more grease and the more fat, the better the pizza tastes. Like, yeah, it's fine. And I'll, I'll tell you this, now this, this may, you know, a window into my mind. If I have a slice of pepperoni pizza, what I'll do is I'll pull the pepperoni off and eat it. I do the same. Separately. I do the same. I'd rather eat it that way than to eat the slice with the pepperoni on, on the slice. I do both. I might take one or two yeah. off just to eat it. Yeah. But then I also will eat the pizza. And I love pepperoni pizza, but it is a grease factory is what yeah, it is. It totally is. What and I think, you- it, I think it I think it like violates the integrity of the cheese. <laughs> I feel like it makes it soggier, like to a detriment. Like there's a certain amount of grease where there's too much grease. And that what- depends on it depends on it depends on the pizza parlor. What did you think about the pizza quality here? Did what do you think of little Dude, Nero's? I think it's supposed know. to be like little Caesars, right? Did you like get a good look at it? Because I did. I got a little look at it and it looked kind of soggy. It looked gross. It looked like old. It looked under like it looked like it's been sitting out a while and it hadn't. And I'm just gonna go by realism here and assume that it was fresh, right? It looked shitty. It looked very 
under quality. Isn't this supposed to be Chicago? Like, where's Lou Malnati's at? Aren't yeah. they supposed to be getting yeah. deep dish? Like, yeah, this was that, like, where's, the, yeah, where's that deep dish at? This was the fake like New York style. It looked like yeah. it looked like somewhere where you get the the like the freezer pizza. Like, DiGiorno yeah. looked better than that. Yeah, it looked like standard New York pizza, but it looked like crappy. It just it didn't look good at all. I, I was it supposed to be like Little Caesars because I Little Caesars is like the what McDonald's of, of pizza basically. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I didn't know if this was a fast food type pizza or if this was a like Italian restaurant type pizza. But uh, you know, at one hundred twenty two fifty for ten pizzas uh, at a uh, so with toppings on, we got it roughly ten twelve dollars per per pie. In nineteen ninety, I don't know. That's relatively high for a chain. True, but, but in cheap. But cheap for toppings, though, right? True. Twelve dollar pie with toppings is kind of cheap. And, and you're right. I think Uncle Frank probably did pay yeah. or did not pay for this. But he, no, he definitely didn't pay. But he ordered. He ordered. <laughs> but, but we're we're talking way too much about pizza here. Let's move on. So long story short, I mean, apart to the plot, this fight inadvertently spills milk on the plate tickets, or or, or one right? I guess Kevin's can't right? replace those. Yeah, but why are the tickets just spread out all loosey-goosey on the counter like that, right? Because these people are idiots. Like, what's going on? You're going to Paris in less than 12 hours. Have the tickets by the door or in a in the purse. Get organized, people, right? Did they all need to be in this house at the same time? I feel like they they unnecessarily met up in a chaotic environment when it was probably better to say, hey, I'll meet you at the airport tomorrow morning. See you tomorrow. Like, yeah. Did they all need to be there? It didn't even seem like they had places to sleep. And yes. for what? So they I could mean, take the air bus? All right. So this is what's going down with the chaos of this house. I mean, they're, they're planning this trip to France. You got, you're right. There's too many people in this place. And like the number one thing that you're worried about on a trip is the tickets, right? Yeah, you better. Where are the tickets? Who has the tickets? Do we leave without the tickets? I hope we didn't forget the tickets. That's more important than the people. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, it looks like junk mail, Drew. It looks like junk mail on the counter. And in the chaos of cleaning the milk, which didn't have to be cleaned up in 0.4 seconds flat, it's fine. You can just take your time <laughs> just and clean let it. it. Let it spill. <laughs> Kevin's ticket, well, what, what, what would eventually be Kevin's ticket, gets thrown in the trash, which is the plot to make the plot make sense that the mom handed the tickets out to everyone. Only there's 10 and not 11. She didn't count because they were in a rush. So, yeah, I mean, if I were an eight-year-old and there were – I already have four siblings. It's a, it's a madhouse in that house to begin with, let alone we're going to have, what, six cousins come stay with us? Yeah. And your least favorite uncle, an aunt? <laughs> too high. Too many. Too high. Too, too, too high McAllister's. Too high. Too many McAllister's. I agree. And, and you, I want to hit one last thing that you said there before we talk about the trip. Least favorite uncle – like, if my uncle's calling me a little jerk, like, sorry, I'm not going to like this dude. Like, he puts up with him. And I, I don't want to go yeah. back on Frank. We talked about him enough. But I just say that for the record. Like, <laughs> I would hate my uncle if he treated me yeah. that way. You know what? I guess it's like it's a rivalry. They're going to give and take. So whether it's like you take Kevin's side or you take Uncle Frank's side, really, they're just giving it to each other, I guess, throughout the years. I, I agree. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's funny. You mentioned the thing about the ticket. And every time I watch this movie, and I've seen this movie probably 50 times, just like you have. I pick up on new things and like, and I forget other things and I pick up new things. Like I know the movie, like the back of my hand and I kind of forgot about the ticket thing again, even though it's a major plot point. Like I watch this every single year and I sometimes forget about it because it's like, oh, it's more about the traps and it's more about this. And it's like, how could they forget them? And you keep questioning it, you know? 
side, side thing. You know, the traps are like 20 minutes of the whole movie. Yeah. It Which seems like it seems like a big part of the movie. It's only twenty minutes. I don't know on. what. Do you know how long they're in in, in two? It's a lot longer, I think. It, right? It's longer because it's it a more drawn out thing. It's multiple multiple uh, settings. It is. Yeah, but I go think on. the the thing about the trip to France, and we're going to talk about this for a second. So there's a lot of people that always talk about, oh, Peter McAllister, what does he do? I mean, we talked about it ourselves. Like, what what is he doing here? Yeah. And it's a throwaway line in the movie. It's when you were mentioning before when Kevin's trying to talk to his mom and she's on the phone and and he just what he wants is the most important thing. Sure. She says on the phone and you know if you haven't seen this movie, I don't know where you've been, but if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. But she says, "No, my husband's brother transferred to Paris last summer and both his kids are still going to school here and I guess he missed the whole family. He's giving us all this trip to Paris for the holidays so we can be together." So his <sighs> brother who I believe is Uncle Frank's brother too, the three brothers. Yeah, they're all McAllister's, yes. They moved to Paris. The oldest daughter who does the head count is the one that I believe is is Peter McAllister and Uncle Frank's niece that her dad is over in Paris. So they gifted the trip. This is not a cheap trip. What? what like, yeah, what is this? What is this family? What do they do? Are they drug lords? Because I did a little math. And we have four first-class seats to Paris from Chicago. Yeah. And I found an average of $9,000 per seat for first <laughs> class. So we're talking $36,000 in first-class tickets alone. I've never flown for first-class in my life. Not once, yeah. ever. Not it's, once. It's damn expensive nationally, let alone internationally. And then we have 11 children on this damn plane, Drew. Can you imagine the chaos? Oh, man. Back Get in, a babysitter. coach. Average about $1,500 per seat for a total of $16,500 in children's seats. Or, or current dollars? I'm what not do converting. I, what do okay. I look like? What do I look right. like? I'm not converting. Well, we, and it's better to do it in our dollars now. But like what's expensive now is expensive then. It's like, it all it all makes sense. Total of $52,000 plus for all that crap, man. For, so, for is this a, so this is a $52,000 gift? Bob McAllister is, is giving. Dude, how much of a slap in the face is it to him that they just left the next day, basically, too? They didn't even stay. Yeah. So Kevin's home. That's true. Does everyone have to go home and get no. Kevin? No. Just, no, they don't. You know what? They didn't even need to go home at all. Just let him be. I'm sorry. Him, he's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> but I mean, l- listen about this. Kevin didn't even want to go anyway. This yeah. is you're an eight year old. I'm sorry. Like most eight year olds don't give a crap about Paris. Yeah. I mean, they want to go to the beach. They want to go to the toy store. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being stupid. They want to watch TV and play video games. Anything else but go to Paris. You know, they don't know the language. They get to the they get to Paris and they can't speak French. They're watching yeah. this TV. They don't even know what the hell's on. Like, oh, there's the Eiffel Tower. That's cool. Minute later. Okay, what else is going on? Uh, maybe you know? no, look, maybe there's other kids that would, but when you're eight, like well, no. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking, so definitely Kevin doesn't give a shit about this trip, right? <laughs> so like these at least 10 other kids, I think if you're like under 12, you don't care. Fuller, and that's the majority of care? them. The majority of them do not, like, what are we doing here? We're spending the girl, all this money. The girl seemed into it. Well, because she's freaking 17 years old. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz wanted the babes. Buzz wanted to find the the nude beach. He's wildly mis- misinformed until he sees the old man with the drooping uh, yeah. dong. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of he's going to get a dong fest when he shows up to the nude beach. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like this is not a children's trip. You're right. 
I, so like we're wasting money here, aren't we? Dude, fifty thousand dollars, and they they the fifty k evaporates because they say, "Oops, we forgot our kid. We all have to go back home now." Yeah, they all did not need to go home. I'm sorry. They should gar- just let the mom go home. I I guarantee you, off off screen, one of the deleted scenes is Rob trying to talk everyone into guys, guys, stay, let's stay. Come on, he's Ke- he's Kevin. He's fine. He's fine. Now listen, if you're Uncle Badway, you pay for for your your brothers and their entire family to come. Aren't you going to be asking for some of that money back? Uh, that's, that's a tricky subject, there, Drew. I mean, he knows you know your brothers, and he knows Frank. I mean, he's growing up with Frank. <laughs> you're not getting you're not seeing that money. That's no that's that's a number one. But I mean, you spend fifty grand and they yeah. leave the next day because they forgot yeah. their kid. Yeah, and he's a little jerk anyway. Yeah, he's a little. He's the jerkiest of all of them. He is so. He's a little jerk anyway. Oh no, man! It's 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 a t- it's it's a touchy subject, and like, do like who cares? Like who cares? Like, yeah. Obviously, the mom and dad care, right? Uh maybe the one, one, one of the sister cares. The other other nine kids don't give a shit about. Kevin. No, Buzz didn't care at all. Yeah. Neither did Frank, the cousins. Frank didn't care. Frank, dude, I think Frank was like hoping that yeah. Keita maybe got caught in a burglary yeah. and maybe got his fingers bit off and stuff hanging on a right. hanging on a door. Right. But long story short, even if Kevin was there and like this trip went off without a hitch, most boring trip ever for a kid. And all they're going to do is complain the whole time, <laughs> I believe. I would. Yeah, Kevin, this is like a dream come true. It's like, you know, you, like as a kid, like you really don't want to go anywhere, but you have no choice. You got to go. I, I totally agree. To like automatically say, oh, by the way, we don't have to go do that thing you didn't want to do. Like that's just that's the dream right there. That's the dream. I don't know why. Like if, if they said maybe go to California, and I'm not dumping on Paris here. Like as an no. adult, that's a great trip. No, yes, right. But but as as a kid that's eight, as like you really don't know much about anything. I, look, maybe I'm in the minority on this. But no, if you I can't was appreciate. Eight, You're not old enough to appreciate because you barely even know outside of your your street, right? Yeah, at that age. You don't know anything about anywhere. He's so. got to do something he doesn't want to do. You're right. Yeah. yeah. What about the parents here? So I know we talked a lot about them not defending him at dinner. We talked about a lot about them maybe letting him coast, but then also maybe enabling his behavior and all this stuff. Like the fact that they forgot their kid. And look, this has been debated for 32 years here. So sure. we're not going to be breaking new ground here, but we do need no. to talk about it. We'll keep it short. Like is it okay on any level that they they forgot? Now things happen, but what yeah. is your take on this? So they were in a rush. Okay, I'm going to do this as like pragmatically as possible. So they, right. they were in a rush. The ticket got cleaned away because of the milk, which it's reckless for the tickets to be out. Like I said, right? Yep, their fault. Their fault. To, they look like junk mail. Sure, it got thrown away. Right? They left the count up to like I don't know what a 16, 17 year old girl. Yep. Who she seems, uh, what's the responsible yeah, relatively? She How could she account for the neighbor kid who's a, yeah. a, a weirdo like hanging out there? So, yeah, maybe Kevin's size, fault. Kevin's size back turned. Who knows? I don't know. Like, I'm having a hard time justifying the airport situation, though. It's like that's you, the one when you get to the terminal and the, the tickets have to be handed in. Yes. And you're running through the airport. At what point do you not like do another count, a kid count? Because Kevin could have been like lagging behind the airport. And like I, he could have been lost there like he wasn't too. Right? I'm with him until the airport. 
Because I can understand you're in a tizzy, your power's out, you know, you missed your alarm, you're trying to go, the guys are at the door, they're trying to get you. Someone else counted. She is pretty responsible, like you said. You don't know, and there's two vans. Hey, he's probably in the other van. Cool, no problem, right? I get it. But when you get to the gate and you're there, don't you look around? Like, as a parent, sure, you just just kind of know. It just goes to show you, I guess it kind of shapes Kevin's personality to where it's like, once again, like they, they didn't see him all morning yep. and no one noticed. Yep. Like he's invisible. He's a disease. He's a disease. <laughs> he's a let, disease. Let me, now let me ask you this. They get to the airport and they realize he's not there, right? If, if, if they realize he's not there, how many of them, if any of them get on that flight, does it change the trip? I think that maybe the mom or or someone stays back. Frank's definitely going. He's not yeah. staying. Frank and his kids are going. Oh, they're yeah. going. They'll so say, like, hey, see you, Peter. Do you think both both uh, the mom and the dad stay or just the mom stay? I think the mom would have stayed because of the way that she reacted later in the movie. Yeah. I think that she would have went back and probably told Peter, no, you guys go. I'll get him. We'll get the next flight. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. maybe yeah. Right? Yeah. I think she would have stayed. Maybe he would have too, but those other kids would have gone. I think they would have said, hey, everyone else, you go ahead. We'll meet you in yeah. Paris. But and, you miss the flight. Like, don't you have to buy another ticket? Like, they don't just give you another ticket. You missed your flight. You're done, well, it, right? it would have to be later because she has to go all the way back. And that, let me tell you, that was during like the infant, infancy hours of Kevin realizing he's alone and he's loving his life. Imagine the disappointment if he... Made his family disappear, and then the mom shows back up two hours later. Damn it! Get your ass on this plane. We're <laughs> Get going your to ass Paris. In. Get ready. Why aren't you packed yet? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and he gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he gets yelled at. Yeah, he gets yelled at. I I agree with you. I don't think anyone cares at all. But I, but yeah. I, let's talk a little bit about the way she reacts, right? Because you mentioned this. They do realize, and she tries to immediately get back on the plane and go home. Like, what are you going to do? And and the whole point that the, the phones are out, so they can't call him. And the typical Americans, right, in the airport, they're going to take the phone from some French oh, lady trying yeah. to talk to someone. Oh, man, just give us a <laughs> bad name. This is more important you? than your life. Let me get on the phone. How what about if you she, just wait? What if she was talking to her son who was home alone? Yeah, exactly. Did you ever think of that? There's the French version of Home Alone, yeah. right, where you get the, the annoying American lady, yeah. you know, give us a bad name, like you said. And it's crazy because what is that one minute going to do? It's a payphone. Just wait a second. So she's going nuts, and then she tries to get back on the next flight, and then they're pissed at the people at the airport. It's Christmas, dude. You can just get on a flight. But hey, maybe they got a private plane. Well, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. They spare no expense. What kind of money do they have? We're suggesting private planes. I mean, that's what I mean. And is is Uncle Rob paying for that, or is she paying for that? There's there's something. There's a family business. There's like something going on here. The, there's something nuts here. Something's but I, going on with these these big Alistairs. And they said, "What? Oh, we can't get you on. We'll get you on a a flight, basically in a day." She couldn't wait a day. Like, what is the actual act of flying? You said it before we started recording. There's a day of travel just in general. So. so- you can't just like speed this process up. So, well, let me ask you this though: it's 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 the thought of would you would you rather sit in traffic or would you rather take the long way, take the take the scenic route, where you'll get there at the same time, but at least you're moving. Like I guess it, it's, mentally, I guess it's like, that you're moving. So it's like oh, I'll take the car versus wait for the for the flight. 
I guess you 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 wait, but but she had to wait in the airport regardless, right? Like, yeah, and she could have gone they, to the apartment. That, what if they delay the flight? It's like, but but you could get in the car, and what if you get in a car accident, or what if there's weather? Or what I thought this, or Peter had that? the right idea because Peter said he's like, why don't we just go back to the apartment, and then we can use the phone there, and we can try to figure it out, like instead yeah. of sitting in the airport where it's just complete chaos. But yeah. she winds up having to bribe some old lady who you know this poor lady is trying to get earrings, $500, her first class flight. She winds up taking another flight a couple days later, trying to give her her watch. The the husband was not having this at all until he kind of felt bad. (laughs) And then she winds up ultimately getting home at the exact same time as Peter McAllister and them anyway. So you're right. Maybe she didn't sit in traffic, but if you're not really sitting in traffic, but you're at some swanky apartment in, in Paris, at least get some dinner and get some food and then be able to think through. Yeah, but that that would also entitle guilt. True, like, you don't want to act like you're not doing something because does if you're this, driving, you're act you're doing something, even though you're going very slow. So does this absolve her of the mistake? Do you think? Absolves a funny word because no, I don't think it's abracadabra. <laughs> but I mean, there are questions that need to be asked. You know, there's crimes and there's consequences. Drew, fair enough. So, you know. Here at uh, at Lastro Law, we we specialize in uh, you know figuring out you know what's legal, what's not, as far as what these characters do. And I found that the age to at uh, the age of a child being left home alone in the state of Illinois is no younger than fourteen years old, and which is eight. the which is the oldest age of the fifty states. All right, some states are thirteen, some are twelve, some are eleven, some are ten. Illinois is fourteen now, probably because it's the Illinois is like the murder capital of, of the United States. <laughs> Chicago. You know, I'm not trying to bash them. That's like the truth. Like the, the, the numbers say, I, you know, for whatever reason. So yeah, it, this is a crime. And uh, w- with the consequences are stated as for unlawfully, unlawfully leaving a child alone. Each state follows the same specific punishments for these parents, but they also may alter some to satisfy the state rules. If it is suspect, suspected that a child is unlawfully left alone at the home, child protective services will begin an investigation to determine the child's safety in the household. If the investigation shows that the child was in danger while alone, they will be taken into custody. Man. A parent will also have the potential to be charged with child endangerment or child abandonment, especially if the child is harmed while home alone. What a twist to that movie. Hey, I wish yeah. my family would disappear. CPS shows up and takes yeah. them away. Like, now, imagine that. Now, question is, was he in danger? Yes. Well, I mean, yes, there was literal robbers in his but, house. <laughs> but was he actually harmed? Not really, no. I, he was in danger of being harmed, but he wasn't actually harmed. That's true. Very close. You know, and, and good thing he hid the fact that he had any run-in with the Wet Bandits because maybe this would have gone into effect. He, hide, he yeah. hid the whole thing. No one ever knew. Yeah. yeah. So I think had he not hid the fact that he was, he kind of like, Pulled it off of the Murphy's home, right? Right. Might have might have saved his family from having some legal trouble here. And, That's uh, true. Kevin being taken in pretty much foster home. Uh, and uh, and if we're being realistic, it's not like he would have been going away forever. It would have at at the most caused an investigation. To where I'm pretty sure they have a good enough lawyer. Look at look at that. Well, look yeah, at the house. Yeah. Look at look at the vacation. It's fine, but you know, if we look into the future, when they go plan the trip to New York. Are they playing a trip to uh, to Florida? Kevin ends up going to New York. I feel like, I feel like it's two strikes and you're out this time, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, and Uncle Frank's 
Maybe Uncle Frank's going to pull some strings behind the scenes and make sure this kid gets locked away for a while here because yeah. he <laughs> don't want him around. Uh, I want to ask you one other question before we move to him actually being home alone. Could you ride in a box van for 11 hours and 700 miles from Scranton to Chicago, Scranton, Pennsylvania to Chicago, listening to Polka the entire time? Now, if it's John Candy, maybe, but yeah, could you do I that? Could, I could listen to John Candy tell stories for seven hours or whatever. I but playing 10 hours, the whole time. 10 hours or whatever. That music, it's oof. And you can't tell them to shut up because you're you're the one getting the favor being done, right? <laughs> she seemed to like it. it you yeah. know, she seemed to enjoy it, I guess. But eleven hours is but, a long time. But but take take away the company, right? Imagine just riding in the back of a moving van for ten <laughs> hours. Like you'd be sick. I feel it. Kind of seemed cozy, but the most unrealistic thing about that was there was a window in the van and they don't have yeah. that. You're in the back, you're in pitch black. Like they yeah. don't, they don't and, have that. And the heat doesn't reach back there. It's freezing no. cold back there, man. It's freezing <laughs> cold back there. It's a hell ride. It's a hell ride. <laughs> she should have stayed in the apartment, got the lobster, got, got the shrimp. Take the flight on Friday. And then, and then taking the first class trip home. Yeah. <laughs> really? She, she, uh, she imagine, really, yeah. imagine the guilt of riding home to get your home alone son and you're in first class sip of champagne. On your way back. Why didn't she punch Peter when he showed up at the same exact moment that she did for being home? And he just throws it in her face. Well, we just took the flight. You, you should have just waited. Yeah, but you're right. I guess she she felt like she had to do something. She had to, she had to do something. Yeah. And it, and it's like a form of self-punishment. Like, I punished me for the crimes because I left him alone. I deserved to ride the back of this crappy van for, for 10 hours. You know what? I can't argue that. Yeah. So let's talk about how he did... Home Alone. I think we we talked about this. How long were they actually gone? What was it, like three days? Probably three days, max. Right? It's not that yeah. long, right? Three days, three it's, nights. It's he could survive. Yeah. He could survive. No problem. Like, really. It's like, he got eggs, milk, eggs, and fabric softener. You don't even need that. You don't need the milk and eggs. <laughs> why did he, he do laundry? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I had to do laundry. Like, he could, I'm sure there's cans of beans he could have eaten at home. Cookies they got and that, ice cream. They got that place stocked, man. Yeah, he could have he could have survived on cookies and ice cream. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, to make the Velveeta cheese dinner. Yeah. So, but what at what point would you stop having fun? So he goes into this and this is the greatest day of his life. His family's gone. He's like you said, eating pizza and or eating ice cream. No more cheese pizza. Yeah. He's hanging out, he's having a great time, he's watching a movie. At what point does it stop being fun? When do you get scared? Because or bored, yeah. I think scared comes before bored, and bored might come with maybe running out of money. I guess if you need to buy things, like if you wanted to buy a pizza, if you wanted to buy a cheeseburger or something, like if the stuff at the house to eat wasn't good, you don't know how to make dinner. You know, you might you know how to use the microwave. Really, that's it. So that might come into a thing where it's like you're just tired of eating. Like if there's spaghettios or something, it's like you don't want to eat spaghettios three nights in a row. Say Buzz didn't have his life savings in his room. You know, he would have had nothing to work with. How much money did he even have in there? It looked like like twenty dollars. It was like maybe twenty bucks. It was like, <laughs> pretty bad. It was probably like twenty bucks, thirty bucks. He got he spent twenty dollars at the grocery store. I remember it was like nineteen something. And then he bought a pizza for twelve bucks. That's really it. So yeah. roughly roughly thirty bucks, thirty to forty bucks. So yeah, I'd I'd get scared probably before I got bored though. Like the second where I heard a noise or thought someone might be breaking in and that someone actually was trying to break in, I'd be like, I'd be under the bed if I was his age, for sure. What about when a burglar starts peeking in your window? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's totally, like, I'm, I would be terrified. I'm not, I was, 
a tough kid. No, not really. I would be able to defend my house. And he wasn't really ready either until he like psyched himself up. He, he went and he used this time to like explore the house, do a whole bunch of stuff. Like you said, he was hanging out in the basement. He was getting scared of the furnace and that whole thing. And maybe the supernatural furnace is the supernatural taking the phone lines out and all that stuff with the wind. But he also hung out in Buzz's room, which is he's, he's not allowed in there. Yeah. What do you think of this guy's room? Dude, I I, uh, I had to take inventory of what was in his room because typical like teenager cool room that I like it's not I don't think it's super realistic like did your room look like this like there's a lot of not things really. in this room my room didn't really look like this maybe maybe I'm in the minority I don't know no mine wasn't either it's like too much there's a lot going on here you want to break down what he had yeah please so this is rapid fire he had a Spider-Man tank the violation of the century here it's 1990 Drew right he has a Michael Jordan poster and an Isaiah Thomas poster. So in 1990, those were the, the Bulls and the Pistons were mortal enemies. Yeah, it's it's like having an you, Eagles and a Cowboys, yeah. like Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. It's like having Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. It's like, yeah, just name, name your thing. Like, I, like if I had a Randall Cunningham poster and an Emmett Smith poster in my room at the same time, he's like, you're not allowed. <laughs> Can't have it. So that, he's a fan that, of the sport. That's all the set designer right there. So uh, <laughs> he, had lots of, he had lots of Babes posters. So you got to have Babes. babes. He has Babes. babes. Uh, baseball and hockey equipment. He had a BB gun, an iced tea poster, the wrapper, not the drink. I like, I like that. Yeah. Various trophies. He had a, he had an old school typewriter. He's not using that. Yep. He had the classic bulls trash can. Do you ever have one of those trash cans? I have an Eagles one in this room right now. Nice. Where it's like, <laughs> it's like circular it's cylindrical and it's the metal. aluminum, right? Yeah. yeah. And the basketball ones came with like the little hoop that you could throw paper balls. I, I didn't have the basketball yeah. one. I have a I have a, a yep. new Eagles one, but I have it here. I had an Orlando Magic one growing up. Uh, he had Playboys in there in his trunk. He had firecrackers. He had my favorite. There was a poster that had a Ferrari, a surfboard, a mug of beer, and a babe <laughs> on the beach, like all stacked on top of one another, like in the same poster. Like, where do you get that? Like, like oh, there's, all, there's all this dude stuff all in one poster. Spencer's gifts, I guess, yeah. at the mall. Like, where yeah. do you buy that? It's like, <laughs> I just want this fast car, a beer, surfboard, and a babe on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're talking about with this room. Very cool room with the, with the, with the shelving set up very nicely. You know, and uh, just take away the spider and we're good. I don't need the spider. Who needs the spider? Spider saved Kevin's life. Yeah. So I, so I see that the room is cool, right, Drew? Let yeah, me ask you this. Cool. Is Buzz himself cool or is he just cool in the eyes of Kevin because he's like half his age? I think that Buzz is the kind of guy that is like the loser of the sports team that wears the Letterman uh, jacket and thinks uh, he's awesome. He's third string. He's third string. He, yeah. he thinks he's cool, but he's actually a loser. And I don't yes. think that he's actually cool at all. And I think he beats up on his younger brother because he gets beat up by okay. other people. That was my question. Was he yes. a, is he a school bully or is he kind of like low on the on the food chain of the football team or something? He he's a bully, but I also feel like he probably is just like yeah. the guy that says the okay. stuff and is like <laughs> like hanging out with the yeah. other guys. Okay. Like latching on is what he is. He's he the bullies. Mooch. He bullies the nerds, but he yes. gets bullied by first string. Yes, and like and he the, the, the top, cool. the top jocks. Okay, gotcha. exactly. And I, and I think that he seems cooler to Kevin, but he really is a loser. It's himself. just because it's it's not. I would say it's not normal, but it's like it's 
it's rarer to find an eight-year gap of siblings, right? Or, yes. or larger. And I'm assuming Buzz is 16. He could be 17. He could be 18. He's probably, he, he seemed the oldest, right? Unless he might, he might the be guy 16. from Pete was. No, no, I think it's him. And he's probably 16, I'm guessing. So yeah. So Kevin has no reference for what's cool or what's not. It's just, oh, that's my older brother. This is crazy. He's got all this stuff in here. But yeah, I, I think I tend to agree with you. I think he's a loser. He's actually a loser. It's it's hard, right? We're we're pretty far in. We haven't even talked about the Wet Bandits yet, but there's just so much to talk about here. Stars of the show. There's a couple odds and ends here that we just have to talk about, and I want to at least touch on Angels with... Is it called Angels with Filthy Wings? That's what it's called, right? Yeah, because the second one was Angels with Filthy Wings, yes. Yeah, a- Angels with Filthy Wings. Whose movie was this, and is this the movie that they were alluding to in the beginning that Kevin wasn't allowed to watch, and that's why he wanted to watch it? Because he had no idea what he was getting himself into with this thing. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming this is the movie that he was like longing to watch. But uh man, what an acting job by Johnny. Best actor of the movie. Yeah, I need the full version of this movie. Why does it not exist? Like there's got to be like and the whole, you know, talking about the wet bandits, but the genius of Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern just talking about snakes. I don't know no snakes. I don't know like snakes. the whole genius of of the fact that like Somebody got there first. <laughs> like that whole thing is just amazing to me. Did you ever have like a movie that was in your house that was like forbidden to watch, but it was like in the VHS crate? And I'm not talking about anything like, you know, lewd or anything. It's more just like a movie that's there. Like it's a rated R movie that you're not allowed Dude. to watch. Okay. Now this is going to sound funny. So I have, I have two. I have one, one's a book and the other's a movie, right? So first of all, we had this like uh, bookshelf, right? In the living room. And uh, I always like picked up The Shining. We had The Shining, and it was it was the yellow cover, the paperback, yeah. and it's like freaking five hundred pages. And I would look at it, and I would like like kind of like uh, very slowly open it because I was kind of afraid of it. And like I'd read and like I'd see like a I'd see an F word, and I'm like ooh, and then I <laughs> like shut the book, and like that was one, and I would never read it. And I, I never did actually read it. Were you scared? Saw, were you scared of it? You didn't read it because you were scared of it, or because it's five hundred pages? Because I probably, I no, would probably be both for me. Yeah, I would never consider reading a five hundred page book back then, like when I was like eleven, twelve years old, or whatever, ten, whatever it was. But yeah, I was scared of it because I knew it was a horror, a horror thing. So I was like, I would, I would read like a like maybe half a page, and then I'd like, I'd be afraid that there'd be a scary thing coming, and then I would then like I'd shut it. The other thing, which is like really like odd and this is like it's funny if my mom or my sister like even remember this or like remember this was a thing but there was this odd vhs tape that my mom had that i I never watched it where it was like it was almost like a puberty video it was like a health (laughs) class type video that i think was for my sister at the time because she was three years older and i and i remember one time like i I asked my mom like how come i can't watch it and she goes you can't watch this it's just not for you (laughs) And it always made me want to watch the damn video. Did you ever watch it? <laughs> no, I never popped it in. Man, do you think it's like in there were some times when somewhere? I was home? There's times when I was home alone. I, I guess I could have, but I never did. I was I listened. I always listened. Oh man, yeah. You and were it, a was good like, kid. it was like it was like it was like a I don't know. It was like a I guess it was like a growing up becoming an adult type of video, like a type of thing you'd watch in health class. <laughs> <laughs> man, I remember. Like I guess my dad had some some movies. I think. I want to say he had like my cousin Vinny and and some other movies. And I remember one, there's a movie, 12 Angry Men. Not that it's like such a bad movie, but I remember like 
being a kid, not watching that. You're a young kid, and I wouldn't have a, cared anyway. Is that a juror? Is that a, the juror? It's the, movie? Yeah, it's the one where they're all they're jurors and they're in the, yeah. the the court or the deliberation room. And I think it's yeah. just that. It's a very yeah. famous movie, but I yeah. never watched it. And I remember it said rated R. It's like oh, I can't, you can't know, watch it's it. Rated R. R. You can't watch that. Can't watch it. And there's other there was other ones. I think there was another one, uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. You remember that uh, movie? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I yes. never saw it, but that was a tape that was there. And it's like yeah. it's not that I cared or didn't care, but there was things that I didn't watch. But yeah. I was wondering if is this the thing that Kevin had in his house where yeah he just felt like oh, I feel I like he's see seen it. it. I feel like he's seen the the cover a few times and like oh man like this like this this adult movie. But you don't know what you're asking for when you watch this kind of stuff. And I'll tell yeah. you, remember the movie that we talked about multiple times on this show, that Iceman movie with the caveman that comes yeah. to life? I remember my parents were at a wedding or something, and my great aunt was watching me, and she let me watch like whatever, right? Yep. Probably shouldn't be watching yeah. whatever. And <laughs> it's like not nightmares. And it's not even like traditional horror. It's like the fact that Kevin's watching a, a movie that has murder in it. Like that could, be trauma- that could be traumatizing to an eight year old. It could yeah. be. The guy gets yeah. gunned down. Yeah, it's a, it's not a scary movie, but it's certainly an adult movie, for sure. What about the old man neighbor? What do you think of of this guy and and how scary he was or wasn't? Did I just wish he would have like said something? Just say movie. hello. Yeah, instead of hello. So my my question to you about him is, is like, yeah, he was very scary in the whole movie, but was he that way? Or every time we saw him, it was kind of through the perspective of Kevin, or was it kind of like the furnace? Where he like envisions him being scarier than he actually is. Like what think, we see on the screen is what Kevin sees. I think you made me think about that. And I never thought about yeah. it in the 32 years of seeing this movie. I never thought about it that way at all whatsoever. Yeah. I always thought, hey, why doesn't this guy just say something? Yeah. And I, I always wonder too, like if Buzz didn't tell that story, would he have been scared? And and clearly Buzz wasn't the only one because he says that at one point at church, like there's a lot of things going on about me, Yeah, but none of them are true. Could you imagine having that reputation? <laughs> you're, the, you're the neighborhood killer. You know what though? Isn't that the thing that the neighborhood killer would say? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things going on yeah, around Yeah, that's true. Don't, don't believe everything you hear, kid. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but I feel like if he, if he would have just said something, he would like maybe he wouldn't have been scared. Like he yeah. could have just said hello. And, and they're neighbors. It's like you know, say hello to your neighbor. Don't the right? but that's the proof that the McAllisters are too good for people, man. They yeah. don't even say hi to the neighbor, the yeah. guy next what, door. What is this? Yeah, you, know, you got a family of five there, and you got this weird guy next door. You're not going to introduce yourself and, and and find out what's going on there. But it, he seemed like a nice guy. Like he didn't yeah. look. I know he well, looked creepy. Well, we don't know though. Like That's we said true. before, we don't know what that argument's about between him and his son. What if he really did dispose of some bodies and yeah, that, that was assault? That was the problem the son had is like, you know, <laughs> disposal of the bodies. He did, he did. They, they're both killers and they disagree on body disposal. Yeah. That's that's really what it boils down to. <laughs> he didn't the son's to about the son the son's about burning and he's about salting away. <laughs> you've you've uncovered the truth. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh my god. Look, we got to get to the wet bandits. It's we're we're so far in. We got to get to them. Get I to mean, the get to the traps. Stars the traps. of the show here. Let's use the villain scale. We're not going to talk about one being the leader or not. We, I think Joe Pesci's obviously the leader, right? The it, small, the small, the small fat guy is always the leader in any it, in any in any duo. It's always the case, but we yeah. got to talk about the wet bandits. If you're new to the show, we have a patented Lastro podcast villain scale. We have four major categories. We've got one through five for each of these. Look or style, hideout or layer, plan, and henchman. Let's talk about these guys throughout. Let's start with their look or style. 
No ponytails, but there's some good accessories and good fashion yep. here. What do you think? Uh, you got to start with the trench coats, right? Right. It's a great outfit. It's a yep. great outfit. And they got the fingerless gloves. Like that's fingerless another gloves. one too. Definitely. Yep. The winter hat. I mean, they're in the middle of, of yep. Illinois here in the winter. Gold tooth. Gold tooth. That's got to yep. give them a point there. I mean, that's definitely a point yep. right there. Yep. And they got crowbars, right? Oh, yeah. They got they're crowbars. Crooks. They are crooks. crooks. <laughs> Crook is the... You know, I'm thinking about the villain card, and and yeah. that's got to be the category, right? Yeah. The villain is it like yep. small? Is what is it? Typical crook? Like typical I don't even know what it is. Neighborhood crook, <laughs> and it's like they're the type of crooks where it's like they're stealing, they're stealing out of the house, and they they come out with a bag with a money sign on it. <laughs> and then when they and then when they get arrested, they're going to be wearing like the the striped suit with the cap, you know, a little cap. Oh man, I the, brim, swear. the brimless striped cap. I I feel like. I can't, you can't go five on this, but we also can't forget the plumbing van that they have too, because that's a good accessory, but it also yeah, replaced it's kind them. Of a, it's kind of their hideout lair. Yeah. It's it, but it's all, it, what if it's both? It's the, it's yeah, an accessory it and both. it's their layer. It could layer. be both. Uh, my, my original thought was four. I was thinking the same. Yeah. I was thinking just, the same. Just because they have nothing wild going on with the hair. Like I know Marv's hair is kind of out of control a little bit, but like it's nothing too crazy. He's got the best beard though, and the got a great sideburns. Beard. Yeah, he's got a a goofy look to him, and they, and they have that great classic tall, skinny guy, short, fat guy role. Smart the 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 short one's the smart one, the brains of the operation, that whole thing. The fast talker. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, but there's just something missing from giving them a perfect five. I don't. Know. I know. I, I was almost even going to go a three because they're so unassuming, but they they're just so classic. They're classic crooks. No. The, I get they, they immediately get a four for me because it doesn't. You could not know what the movie is. It just show a random screen screenshot of those two guys. Like, okay, so those guys are burglars. It's like they're so classic that you can pick them out of a lineup. Put put the casting director and the costume director like give them the awards because they're yeah. perfect. And yeah. I, and I don't know, it's not their look or their style, but the truth is like their dynamic is hilarious and, yeah. and that's worth something in itself. They're just so good and they're, they're just the best. And I, I throw some of my favorite villains in a movie. Let's go four. I think a yeah, four. It's is, a four. Four is good. Okay. Now you said that the van is, is the hideout or the layer. Yeah. Where, where are they actually from? They never even say. Yeah. I don't know if yet. I guess you would assume like Joe Pesci has a New York kind of accent, but you can't assume that New York, New Jersey, it could be from anywhere, but, but they are from okay. Plumbing. We do know that. How do they get that van? It's okay. Is that their company or like, did they steal that too? Or if they stole that, you know, it's kind of ballsy to be driving around in it. I thought that they made it up, but maybe I'm giving them too much credit. No, no, actually. Yeah. That, that could get into plan. Actually. Maybe they just, sprayed that on there that's a genius thing it's a fake company that's what i was thinking because you could like park that in any kind of you know driveway and it belongs there because oh they're getting plumbing done that's why i thought that they did it good so but but i think so i think it's good here's a couple reasons why i think it's a good it's a good hideout or layer one it's mobile you can take it anywhere you get done with this city you go to jersey you get yeah. done with this city, that city, you go to New York, right? The, the, it's mobile. So that has to stand for something. They're going to get docked a point because there's all kinds of windows in this van and they're not tinted. Yeah, so you they can aren't. see in. Yeah. So I it's think true. it's got to be like a three because it's not perfect. 
That's fair. It's also not bad. I feel like a three is probably, I don't know. What yeah. do you think? No, no, I, that's, that's, I totally agree. It's fine. It's fair. I do like that, uh, that Marv seems to have, like, Marv, Marv is, is a, likes to treasure, like, things that he does. Like, obviously, he does the wet bandit thing. He likes to leave a calling card, whether it be wet or sticky. He also has a thing where he steals snow globes from people's houses and then puts them on the dash. <laughs> I like that. I like that. He's very sentimental like that. My question to you on, on hideout lair is like, okay, let's, do you think these guys live together? Like, I think that the assume, assume they go somewhere. They don't live in the van, right? Do you think they live together? Uh, actually, I don't. And here's why. Do you, think, do you think they have separate places? I think they would get annoyed as hell with each other. And yeah. I think Joe Pesci would get annoyed with Daniel Stern. It's like a married Stern. couple. It's like an old married exactly. couple. Exactly. I think that yeah. Daniel Stern is like too annoying to Joe Pesci, yeah. I feel. Now, they're wearing gloves, so it's kind of hard to see. But so assuming they live separately, do you think one of them is like married? I don't think they, so. And they're secretly crooks to their significant other? I think they're too good at being crooks that they're yeah. not. However, if one was married, it would be Joe Pesci, I feel. Yeah. Do you think that's something you could hide from your from your husband or wife if you were a crook? And like just go out pretending you have a nine to five, but really you're just going around <laughs> robbing people and, and they're, selling they're stuff on the plumbers. Yeah, you're selling stuff on the black market, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like, you could. Like for example, uh, Pesci's fake cop outfit, right? Yeah, where the hell did he get that? Yeah, where'd he get that from? Like could he like pass himself off to his wife? Like, yeah, I'm a cop, <laughs> but hey, he's not we, a cop at all. It, what if he was a cop in another yeah. city? Did, hey, we didn't even talk about that on the looker style. That's a good outfit right there. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yep. Now, I, I think you could, I think you could do that. I mean, Ari Gold lost his job and he, his wife had no idea. He was still going to work. Yep. So if these guys are plumbing, maybe they're going driving around the neighborhoods and they're just, you know, stealing stuff from everybody's house and whatnot. I don't know how they're getting the money though. They got to launder well, it. Yeah. Plumber, plumber would be a good, thing or anything like that technician would be a good thing just because you don't, you're typically not at an office yeah you're, you're driving the road. place to place yeah so it's a good criminal enterprise to hide from your significant other what do you think of of a three here i feel like a three yeah, is it's three is deserved, it's a, right it's a three now, i would have th- loved i would have loved a shot of their of their freaking if they live together or something of their place <laughs> <laughs> and it just has it just has a random like crap that they stole from everyone's house like like stuff that like how do you even sell yeah like dishes and and uh, candle holders. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about in the plan here in a second. But I guess you and I could have been in another world. We could have been in another life. We could have been the wet bandits, you yep. and me. <laughs> but let's sure. let's talk about their plan. So they are, and don't lose that thought about what they were stealing. But what's their yeah. plan? What how how are they trying to go about this, and how are they executing this thing? So they're they're basically casing the entire block that the McAllisters live on, and come to find out that there's five families that are all going away for Christmas. And he found that out whether by impersonating a police officer and kind of being nosy or, you know, just driving around the plumbing van, eavesdropping this, that, or the other. He's kind of like scoping out the area, finding out what everyone's leaving, and then he's going to hit the houses one by one. And I think it's a really good plan. Like, it, it seems safe enough, right? If nobody's home, it is. And I'm surprised these people don't have, like, security systems and whatnot, but I guess the phone lines are down, so it doesn't really phone matter. Phone lines are down, so there you go. So that's another one, another a good... Most of these movies don't give themselves the excuses and, and write in the plot points that, that actually there's plot holes, but this is actually pretty smart. Do you think it was dumb of him to dress up like a cop and go show his face in these people's houses? Yes. Yeah, don't give yourself a chance to be positively ID'd, especially with something as recognizable as a gold tooth, right? And does that take away from the plan itself? Because it's kind of kind of reckless. Yeah. 
hold on now. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I have to stop you because I just thought of something. <laughs> Is it possible? You know, when when Pesci was in the McAllister's house and Peter McAllister flippantly said, "Oh yeah, you know, you know, we're all locked up tight here. We have a security system. We have this, that, and the other thing." After hearing that, is it possible that Marv and Harry cut the tree down? Does it cut the power out? That's possible. Is that part of the plan? It's possible, but I think we're giving them too much credit. You give them too much credit? If they didn't because, show how dumb they were, then I, I would I would believe it. But how else would they get by the security system had there not been a power outage? Because he Fair knew enough. there was a security system. Maybe, maybe they're geniuses. Or maybe it's just a way to like f- wash away that plot point where they didn't have to figure out a way to get through security. It's interesting. It's an interesting take. I don't know if anyone's ever thought of that before, but it's a really. I didn't think about that before you said it. Maybe it's I, too much credit given give to them. Yeah, I'm but I, I think the go on the go audacity on. of trying to rob the entire neighborhood, like the plan certainly has, like, I don't know how to say it, but it, it's it's ambition, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very ambitious, and I think that the McAllisters' house being the crown jewel, they did the recon, like you said, they cased the whole neighborhood the whole time they were gone. I think it's an ambitious plan. What do you think about the way that they were stealing stuff? Because people left their presents, but if you're gone for Christmas, you're probably going to take the good ones with you. Like yeah, but, they, uh, they were stealing presents. Like what, is, what is, were they taking? Isn't that a schlep though? It's like, what do you have a suitcase just full of presents? You got to check that bag. How many bags are you going to check? And what if these presents are large? Like what if you, who knows what you Fair got? Fair enough. Like, you know, like say, say you got your son a hockey stick. You're going to schlep a hockey stick to France <laughs> and then schlep it back. I guess you leave it under the tree for when you get back. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like you leave. Maybe you leave it at home. But they they were using their crowbars to just like take everything and knock them yeah. down into the the place. Right? What did you think of that? Like, yeah. they were taking stuff they don't need. They're very reckless and like it's stuff that's like hard to sell. Like, how are you really going to sell this candle holder or this, this plate? <laughs> going to melt it down? Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, you're gonna smelt it. What are you doing? What are you gonna do? What about the calling card? Now, do you think that that is a reckless thing, or was it smart? Because it obviously screws them in the end. Yeah, I mean, they could they could get counted for for multiples, right? Except for just the Murphy house, for sure. But I don't know. I kind of like a crook with an identity. Me too. Yeah, I like it. I think it gives them it's an extra point there. It's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 pro plan here. I, I thought it was a great plan. They're dumb, which hurt them. They could have just avoided the McAllister house and been fine. Yes, because they had they had three chances to 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 abort this mission, right? And just rob the other four houses, but they kept like it was like oh man, it's like a succulent fruit. It's like it was just like it was uh the Garden of Eden. They had to get it. it yeah, they got, had to God, get they it. Had to have it. Look at all the stuff that's in there, and they're right. I mean, it it is the nicest house on the block. But you know what? That's how you get caught. You know. <laughs> How you call just, it. just one more, one more, just one more, just one more job, right? Just one, just more, one job. more job. Yeah. What about their propensity for murder? Do you think they could yeah. have and would have and plan to actually kill Kevin? This is one I struggle with. I don't know because in the second one, we know they've been through it. They've been to jail. They busted out of jail. Kevin's done them dirty. He's done them physical harm. He's done them emotional harm. I could see them killing Kevin, right? But in the first one, we don't know if they've been through any kind of hardship, right? So are are they are they that type to step over that line? Not only kill a man, but kill a kid. I think Joe Pesci's character would, but I don't think Daniel Stern has it in him to do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he did. Do are we sure that Daniel Stern's character isn't crazier than Joe Pesci's character? Joe Pesci's tougher. Yeah, for sure. I mean, fair enough. But like 
Stern's the one that wants them to be the wet bandits, right? That's the most malicious thing they do. Not only do they rob houses, but they ruin houses with water damage. But is child murder on the same level as like, like water damage? But like Pesci calls him sick for doing it. So it's like, it's not in Pesci's brain to like mess these houses up, right? So Stern kind of has the screw loose where he might, he might not have any like conscience to like, he could be a psychopath for all we know. But I feel like on the other hand, and I, I would use what you said, Joe Pesci, I feel like could see no harm in killing a child, but he would also feel like it's, it's, inconceivable that you would water damage this house. Like yeah. that's how his, it's, it's not, is. it doesn't like there's, there's no, uh, there's no meat. There's no ends to the beans or whatever. There's yeah. no reason. There's no reason to like, flood the house, but there's a reason house. to kill the kid because he could positively idea. Yeah, we got to kill this kid here yeah. because he's, he, he's going to idea us. We have to kill this kid, but we, we don't have him. to flood this house. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what okay. it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Cause yeah, my, yeah. What if, if day one, they broke into McAllister's house without the traps and they caught Kevin watching TV, what do they do with him? Kevin see their faces. Yeah. Do they kill him then and there? Or do they rob the house and take the chances that an eight-year-old can't ID them? Or are they just, just drive away? They go to California. After that. I think maybe they just drive away because who, no one's IDing them. And yeah. when they're in California, like Kevin McAllister is not going to ID them, even if he didn't yeah. kill him. There's no way. They're they're they got away with it. I think it's a genius yeah. plan, in my opinion. Maybe it's just because it's PG, but they don't they don't seem like murderers, I guess. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they would do it. But they, I, I He busts I, a gun out too, but that's because of, of what they've been through already. Hey, he needed that gun after the yeah. jail. He knew yeah. what he was up against yeah. after he saw this kid. And rightfully so, they get electrocuted and all other kind of crap that we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. But they yeah, needed that gun. Kevin, Kevin tried to kill them in two. Self-defense. Yeah. Kevin tried to 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 stop them in one. He tried to kill them in two. That's that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. He's the murderer, in my opinion. All right. These so guys are a, innocent. What's the score here? I'm going I think four. it's got to be a four because they weren't four. successful. Like they, if they well, were smart enough to leave. I don't think success has to do with one through five. Like. Because none of these plans are successful well, for villains. True. They always Every lose. Every villain loses. But I forget the ones we give fives to. I guess that the plan is so good. Here, if you but want to know, Catherine Trammell has a five. Okay. And she, she got away Silver, with it. She, she got away with it. Yeah, she she did. She succeeded. Yeah. Terry Silver had a five. Well, because then, it because it fuck, it worked. Yeah. Terry Silver's plan it worked. It worked. <laughs> it did work. Yeah. <laughs> and he then, just went. <laughs> he just he just went above and beyond it. He went too far. He went too far. <laughs> And then the superstorm, it destroyed you the planet. You can't, you can't, the storm worked. And everyone moved to Mexico yeah. because yeah. it, it yeah. changed the polar axis. And then yeah. I think we gave Dusty Dinkelman a five because it worked for years. It worked for years. So, yeah. uh, and then Bennett, we also gave okay. a five in commando. Fair, so, fair, all right. Fair let's, enough. Let's go four. Four, I four think is good. Four. Yeah, four is good. And, and the next one, we don't even have to debate it. They literally yeah. have no henchmen. It's got to be a one. Unless it's snakes. It, it's snakes, right? It's I don't know snakes. snakes. I don't know, I don't know snakes. snakes. <laughs> Someone got here first. And, yeah, uh, you know, they were they were smart enough, though. Like, we'd say they're dumb, but they yeah. were smart enough to say, hey, if Snakes is in there, we better stay here so we can ID him, right? We got yeah. to help the police. What if they come around asking for somebody for, to help? Yeah. <laughs> That's smart. So let's recap it for people. For looking a style, they got a four. For hideout in a lair, they got a three. For a plan, they got a four. And for henchmen, they got a one. They got it's a 12. total of 12 out of 20, which is... Yeah. Not too bad. Hey, that's great for not murdering anybody in a movie. Yeah, there's no right? murder. There's no no death. murder. No no uh, physical harm. And uh, that's 12. That's pretty good. 
Let's see here. So they're up here. They're right in the range of Hugo Snyder from Three Ninjas, Bennett from Commando, Killian from Running Man, Jack Riley from Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Right in there. Right under Steppenwolf, Shang like Song, and right above Dinkelman, Emotep, and, and Al. I think that's not bad. It's respectable. Hey, if you're alongside the the Three Ninjas, which is a kid's movie, and uh, and Coach Riley, like that's that's fair. It's right in, fair right in the range. That's fair company. I know, and I know we don't do this with like trying to compare them while we're doing it. So it's hard, right? You got to be in relative, but I don't want to rescore the other people. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, before we wrap it up here, we do have, uh, we got to go through the traps, right? We must. Yeah, we have to. We must. And we're going to try to compare them a little bit to two. We'll go through this quickly. Definitely not as lethal. These are, these are, this is child's play compared yeah. to two, right? They up, they up the violence in two big time. Well, you and, said in two, they literally tried to kill him. Yeah. They kill them. Yeah, and, and a little and a little less, you know, ingenious, I would say, I guess, because like we're we're we devoted to throwing bricks at heads. Like that's that's not <laughs> that's, a lot of fo- that's just throwing bricks at guys. What are we doing? Still here? funny. Yeah, it's still funny. Uh so <laughs> we'll do this in rapid fire. You tell me or I'll tell you at what point would you give up yeah. after having this trap pulled on you. Okay. okay. All right. BB gun to the dick and head. Uh, right away. Sorry. You're out, right? As soon as I get shot in the dick with a BB gun, it's over, right? <laughs> I mean, you might be in the hospital with a with a ruptured yeah. testicle. Yeah. I mean, come on now. It could pierce the skin. I know that I know that he had like heavy coats on. Yeah. But that's come on. I'm done. You, I'm out. Have, See? have you ever been shot with a BB? I haven't. No, I have not. Yeah. Have you? No. You haven't. No, I haven't. No. And I can't imagine getting shot in the dick is very very yeah, pleasant. Right. Have you ever been shot with a paintball without protection no, on? I have okay. not. Okay. Slipped on the ice steps. Assuming that I wasn't already out from the baby. Yeah. I think the ones that Marv fell on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) I'm a a baby. Yeah, I mean, your back is done. Yeah, you might have sprayed your ankle. There's a whole thing going on. There's nothing in this house that's worth cracking your head open. Yeah, at this point, I might be out. Like, this is this. we, We know there's a kid in here. He may have called the cops already. We're done. We're done. But, but I'll say this, and, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to stop you while we're trying to go through these no, rapid no, no, fire. I'm stopping on, you. Go on. go on. It's like just an annoying of a trap that you're like, God, I got to get this goddamn kid. Yeah. You don't even know if he did that or not. We know he shot you. You don't know that he iced those steps. That you could might just think be it's natural. bad luck. Might be natural ice. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. And it's more like, yeah. oh, man, I got to get this yeah. kid. I got to get this kid. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. I keep stopping. Okay. You. What's not natural is the next one, which is an iron to the face from 20 feet high. You wouldn't be getting up. I'm sorry. This, You'd just be knocked out. This is the most, probably, maybe the second most lethal move. We'll get to the yes. most lethal one. This might be the, the second most lethal move. I don't think I'd be getting up from this. No, this is it. Yeah, I would just probably just lay there and let the cl- <laughs> cops collect me. I like that yeah, he had the mark on his face, too. It was yeah. a good touch. Yeah. All right. Uh, hot doorknob. Uh, M imprinted on, on, Harry's, on Harry's arm. I think... <laughs> I, I like that it becomes the the thing in in, in number two when he sees yeah. it. But yeah. I feel that your hand's going to swell up. I'm going to be have I don't know how many burns I, you would have. I think I uh, I watched like a traps like real or real or fake thing a long time ago on YouTube. And with this one, what got us, which is very unrealistic, is that if you put that thing on the knob, the knob is going to melt before right. it gets hot enough to like be a real doorknob to where a guy would try to open it. Not to mention it's been on there for how long while they're doing yeah. all the other stuff. I think it'd be yeah. cold by now. Not to play real or fake, but that, that always stuck fake. with me. 
All right, next one. Tar on the steps, nail the foot. Hands down the best scene in the entire yeah. movie. And this is Daniel Stern <laughs> to a perfection. I love Daniel Stern. We did him in Bushwhacked. Dude, this is so funny. Like the way he's determined to get up the steps, his socks yeah. are coming off and then he steps in the nail. And the way, like, I know I'm just describing the movie for everybody. So, okay, yeah, yeah you've seen it a million times. But the way that he screams at the top of his lungs and falls backwards it's like all-time movie scene to me of any movie ever. I'd be out. You got a nail in your foot. Like, you're done. Yeah. Like, you're done. I, could yeah. you survive that? No. I mean, I'd... Yeah, I'd be done. And he's walking barefoot then the rest of the movie. I, mean, I know I said I'd be done like five times already, but yeah, I, this is all... Assuming you weren't done, yeah. you're this done is now. All, but it's all annoying. It's annoying, you're right. Compared to like hospitalization. For, you're not for getting electrocuted one. in yeah. this. It's, hard, it's hurtful and annoying. But you gotta get the kid. Yeah. yeah. All right. Blowtorch to the head. Now, yeah. I'm not, you may think this is the lethal one. This is not the lethal one. He stood there for a long ass time though, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he took it like back up, buddy. But but <laughs> you're not expecting it. You're not expecting it. <laughs> but it's not like it takes a second for you to realize you have a flame <laughs> on your head. No, you might be like, what the hell is this? What's going on? <laughs> I guess in movies, people are always on fire and they don't realize yeah. it. Like, but yeah. that's a blowtorch. Yeah. <laughs> That reminds me of my favorite scene from two is when like he gets the hothead and then like he does a handstand into the toilet from yeah. the care scene. <laughs> like a circus performer. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, the most annoying one, glued feathered, totally yeah, unnecessary. Doesn't slow him down at all. Just makes him mad. That would make me angrier and yeah. I would be even, I would be more enraged. So I'm still going. This is the the one that's hardest to watch for me. <laughs> Steps on the ornaments. But- the, the, the orange one in particular. We're, they show the close-up of his feet and he, and he pops the orange one with his pinky toe. That's the second one, right? Yeah. It's so bad. Because he's still, he's like mad and then yeah. he starts to walk and then he pops another. Yeah. The sound effect that it makes, it's brutal. I have a hard time watching it. Like the fact that he's barefoot. Yeah. It gets me every time. Where the hell are your shoes, Marv? <laughs> These two guys, man. Yeah. It's... They this make movie, the movie. Like, the movie's fine. Like, it's good. Like, McCulloch Gulligan's good. Parents are good. Actors, whatever. It would be nothing without the, it, the characterization of these two guys. You're, you're so right. Yeah. They make the movie. As yeah. good as Macaulay Culkin and the writing is, they are the best part. It's yeah. it's hands down. Uh, slips on cars, slash yeah, micro machines, hot wheels. Yeah, it happens. They would, they would actually crack under their yeah. toes, I think. No, nothing, nothing worse than ice. So, you're fine there. Yeah. A uh, paint can to the face. That's bad. It would hurt, but I don't know how full those cans are. And it's not coming from so high. If you fell off the steps, I guess you yeah. bust your butt. But It's the falling off the steps more than the can to the head, All right. I think. Uh, trips on wire. Again, that's annoying. It's yeah, that's annoying. Hurtful. Spider to the face. Scary as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> Another classic scream. So this one to me is the one where I think you might kill somebody. <laughs> Self-inflicted. Might? Crowbar to the heart, trying trying to crush the spider to their heart and ribs, right? <laughs> yeah, like what was he thinking? It was, the spider was exactly where his heart is, like right to the, like <laughs> the left left of center. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sound that it made too, yeah. which was the best part. And yeah. you said this also too when we were talking. But after he gets up, he starts whacking whacking yeah. Daniel Stern back with it, He's whacking him in the arm with it. 
And the sound that effect is, guy in the background just having a ball problem, oh, making making crowbar sounds. I would be dead. I would die. I mean, it yeah. would. And and also, I'm not a spider guy, so you get yeah. a tarantula in the face. Maybe I'd yeah. probably react the same way Marv did. It's an all time scream, by the way, with the spider on the face. All time scream. And then the last trap, climbing on the rope, gets cut, swing into the house. Bricks. See, Joe Pesci was hilarious because it's like this whole process here is like, oh no, he wants us to go back through the house. They could have found a way to jump down, but they insisted they, on going across this rope. Well, we we know that Kevin's out of traps, but they don't know that. But how would they... How, th- listen, I'm just going to say this. If I'm realistically them, I just got my ass kicked up and down yeah. the whole house. How yeah. are you going to have the endurance to stand and and, sw- and walk out on the rope. Like I couldn't do that if his, I, if I did today, his hand is, is burned. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be able to support the it's weight. Cool. He, he put it, he put a, he put a cloth on it. Put a cloth he's on good. it. Yeah. He put a cloth on it, but I couldn't do that. If I got up there today, like I, yeah. there's no way in hell. <laughs> like, could you, Yeah, I no. can't do that rope. No, but yeah, but the, but these traps here compared to the electrocutions and the bricks to the face, and the kerosene toilet to the to the iron bar to both faces, all the steps, stepping stepping it up from the paint cans. Yeah, it's just, this is just it's like we like we we joked in the other episode. It's like it's like a freaking episode of Saul, right? It's like <laughs> it really a, it's, like, it's like freaking Jigsaw over here with the, these traps. The, my Death favorite. Traps. If you want to know my favorite picture of all of our pictures of every so. If you guys know our show, right, we try to pick the picture for the episode art to be the most ridiculous shot in the movie or something ridiculous. The fact that it flashes to Marv's or, yeah, Daniel Stern's skeleton with the hair, that's like yeah. hands down my all-time favorite picture that we've ever had on the show. Like hands and, down. It's not even and, close. And again, like shout out to, to Daniel Stern, like all-time scream. Yeah. Between the spider scream, the nail scream, and him screaming when he's electrocuted in two. <laughs> Like this guy, like come on, let's. I'm let's sorry, get like, this guy, let's get this guy an award. Daniel Stern is so underrated. I loved him in Bushwhacked. He is guy is underappreciated in Hollywood. I mean, come on, he's so good. So I I think yeah. he's awesome. And like you said, I think a good way to wrap up these two is the fact that they just make this movie, yeah. and I feel like they they make the whole damn thing, and and they're just hands down the best part of this. So we know what happens at the end, obviously, thirty three years later. But what I want to ask you very quickly is what should Kevin have done to get actually out of this situation? He had multiple opportunities to not have to fight two burglars in his house. Yeah. Like it was very simple, right? He could have done a bunch of different things, but what what do you think? What would you have done if you were him? Like what could you have done? Yeah. Well, I guess I wouldn't have told anybody initially when I woke up alone, right? Like that's like happy. the Stonywood period of, all right, yeah, I get to like do whatever, watch the movies and eat ice cream for dinner and things like that. Right. But once the sense of danger comes in, right. The first day he, he hid under the bed, right. All you have to do is get out there and go tell somebody in public, find somebody, find somebody, find a cop, find a grocery store person. Hell, the pizza boy. I don't care. Tell the guy with the shovel. Yeah. I don't know why he puts this burden on himself that he has to fight these burglars. I mean, good for him. Maybe it's like this whole like growing up process of him not being like he says it multiple times in the movie. I'm not afraid anymore. Like it's just him like standing up for himself. It. I don't know that maybe that's maybe that's the whole thing. But it's never like explicitly stated. It just kind of just happens. But but again, like there yeah there'd be no movie. You know, the biggest no question I guess that I have is why didn't he call the cops when he knew they were coming at nine o'clock? He created this convoluted plan. 
obviously he wanted to mess with them, but they got him caught at the Murphy's instead of his house. I yeah. think it was probably a hubris thing, right? He wanted he wanted to get them caught. And I guess in a way it was probably better because they got framed for the water too. So then they knew yeah. it was the wet bandits. Yep. Yeah. I think it was, this wasn't spoken in the movie, but I feel like for whatever reason, he was trying to deflect incident from happening in his house, right? He wanted his parents to come home and find out that he was fine. And if burglars busted it, even if he thwarted them, it's better for them to not even know at all. And like there was a zero incident and he was fine. That's, I guess, his his mission, his main mission. I guess if he hadn't grown as a kid, he could have used the sympathy card for the rest of his life to sure. say, you left me alone and I almost got murdered almost by died. two guys yeah. and burglars in this house. You guys almost got me killed. And for that, they should be ever ashamed. Not take it away. They shouldn't take him away, but they should forever be ashamed. CPS on their way, man. <laughs> fool, me, fool me once, fool me twice. Fool me once. So last question for you, which is a better movie, this one or the second one? Oh man, it's the it's it's like Ghostbusters. You you talked about Ghostbusters at the very beginning of this episode. One's better. I think I kind of like two more. Two's more fun. Yeah, right. I like I like him running around New York City. I like the hotel. I like the whole Me hotel too. staff. I like that whole aspect. Not as big a fan as Pigeon Lady. I Same. like I like Old Man better than Pigeon Shovel Lady. Guy. But Shovel Guy, he's not in it a whole lot, except for the heartfelt seed at the church. Pigeon Lady. Hearing all the backstory, blah blah blah. You're a bum. I get it. Sorry, whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> too much. Too much backstory on the pigeon lady. Too much of that, right? right? Too much. Yeah, too just, much. I, I'm with you on that. I yeah. think you're right. One's a better movie. Two's more fun. Yeah. And that's the end of that. That's the end of that. <laughs> I mentioned in the beginning we got a another Apple Podcast review. I just want to say thanks to Caselis. Uh, it was a five star review. It said greatness achieved. I've long lived for inspiration, dignity, professionalism, honor, strength, and wisdom in a movie review podcast. At last, it is here in the last row. Wow, look at that. That's a that's a great review. Look Thank you, Casillas. Thank you. So if you guys are enjoying the show, you enjoyed this episode, we'll put links to all the other holiday episodes in the in the show notes. Please head out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Consider leaving us a five-star review, just like some of the other folks that took the time to do so. Thanks to everybody that did. This is the second part of our holiday episode, so we're wrapping up the Christmas slash holiday season, but we're actually going to be off. We're, we're taking a well-deserved break. We, we've done, what, two years in a row now of, of oh, yeah. consistent every, every two-week week. release, but we're only going to take one week off. So instead of coming back um, in two weeks, we'll be back in three weeks, so our schedule will be a little changed up, but we're going to be back on Thursday, January 12th. And do you want to unveil the movie, Bowie? Do you want to do the honors? Yeah, we already picked the movie. It's going to be Edward Scissorhands in keeping with kind of a winter motif. Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. Uh, so if anyone has any kind of questions or comments or things they would like us to explore within that movie, uh, shout us out uh, between now and, uh, and mid-January and uh, let us know. And uh, we'll try to squeeze into the episode. And then the other big thing that we have coming at some point at the end of January or in the early beginning of February, we're going to be doing the 2022 Last Row Movie Awards, just like we did last year with 2021. We're going to take all of the movies that we did this past year, all 26 of them, I believe, and we're going to go through all the categories again. We're going to try to get ahead of this early, so you guys are going to see it. We're going to give you a chance to vote on what you want for some of these characters and, and some of the awards, like the Terry Silver Villain of the Year Award, the Peter McAllister Bad Father of the Year Award. We're going to have all the same awards that we had last year, maybe a few more. 
but we'll send that out early and we'll give you guys a chance to vote in a Google Doc. I definitely want to know what you guys think on some of those and then we'll unveil the winners in our episode coming up, like I said, at the end of January or in the early February. And we'll see you guys in three weeks on January 12th. Peace. Peace. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. What other kind of tapes do you think Peter McAllister has in his house? I don't know. It doesn't matter because Kevin just did not care about us. Eight years old, I mean, what do you care, right?